It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extremists. We look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view and special in between. It is the fallout from Living Dangerously. you got myself, Paul, and I'm joined, as always, by Jay. How you doing, Jay? I'm doing okay. How are you doing today? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Just living in the world of extreme. Um, I guess we've got to start off the show with some sad news. Obviously, over the weekend, had the passing of New Jack, um, an extreme original, massively important to ECW throughout its history, a standout character. Um, some would say the most extreme sort of hardcore in, in yeah. it. He's the only guy, like we said before, we're only saying the other week, if New Jack in a promo said he was going to beat the shit out of you, you'd probably sit there and think, wow, this this guy's um, gonna, going to gonna beat, beat the, the shit out of you. Yeah. yeah. So, absolutely massive, massive character. Obviously, he's still part of the run, so we'll be talking about him weekly and everything, all the great stuff that he's doing. But no, it's... Um, Extremely sad news. It is. I mean, he is. Um, he was one of the 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 attractions for ECW when we first found it. He was so very different to everything. Um, you know, he wasn't. He wasn't playing gangster. He wasn't. Um, you know, pretending to be from the street. He was just straight up. Um, you know, that guy come to life and, you know, watching more about him with things like um, um, the Beyond the Mat documentary and, and things like that, really kind of seeing him come through on that, you know, watch him do the uh, the auditions for Hollywood and, you know, talk about his, his justifiable homicides and all the rest of it. Uh, you know, this man's got three justifiable homicides. I don't even have one. Um just showed you just kind of his craziness. Um, I think he's probably, he's got to be one of the most um, viewed shoot videos when, when our video were coming out with their shoot videos. Um, Just, just charismatic all the way through Um, ridiculously um, crazy. I mean, you know, it it just, um, Never far from controversy, you know, the Vic Grimes stuff we've still got to see, uh, to, to see come through. And the receipt will probably cover at the same sort of time. But, um, you know, just a guy that was never going to fit anywhere other than ECW and maybe XPW. Just, just you know, the, the fact that, I mean, the Talking Smack um, uh tribute to him by Paul Heyman was, was beautiful, but he was absolutely right. We can't show you any footage yeah. because, you know, apart from a slowed down picture of him walking to the ring, maybe what we're going to show you, he is, he's too extreme. Could never go into WCW and be part of their hardcore act. Could never go into WWE and do anything with them. Even when ECW was rebuilt, you know, just, he was, he was beyond, the gimmick. He was something I remember more. There was brief chat of him, one of the rumours of him going to WWE once, weren't there? When um yeah. 
someone stabbed John Cena, wasn't it? And Carlitos. Yeah. There's rumours going to be New Jack, but obviously nothing came from that. Um, had a fairly decent run in TNA, despite being sort of sort of short lived. But um, yeah, like I said, he was he was made for ECW, and after it folded, obviously part XPW. But um, yeah, mass, massive part of ECW history, and um, his, his legend will live on through um, everything he did in Extreme and that. Absolutely. Um, this week, obviously, we're still in 1999, covering episodes 309 and 310. Um, I think we start off on the 28th of March, I do believe. So yep. I think we'll do that one first, episode 309. Uh, and we're on the Bills Cyber Cyber Slam. Cyber Slam, yeah. I wanted to say Cyber Sunday, but that was, that was the, other the one. That was WWE the Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, Taboo Tuesday to Cyber Sunday on that. Yeah. Um, this is the fallout from Living Dangerous. Obviously, we had the pay-per-view last week. If you haven't heard the show, go back and check that out because it's a great event. Um, it really is. Kicks off with the Dudley Boys attacking Sid and everything that happens with that to give the ideas that Sid and Dudley Boys clashed at the pay-per-view. Uh, quick chat with Joey Styles, basically talk about Living Dangerously, how it just went. We then went back to the ring and we had uh, Nova and Chetty. Chetty, I think, was down injured. It was Nova and Chetty versus Skull Von Crush and Rod Price, who sort of joined in progress. But it's sort of an injury of everyone sort of gathered around the corner, sort of kicking off. And this led to Sid coming out and destroying everyone. Now, Nova trying to protect his tag team partner here, who's in the corner injured whilst they're laying the boots in, did the worst job I've ever seen of trying to cover someone. I mean, he's not kind of draped over. He's not really doing anything. He's kind of kneeling by his side, yeah. almost just asking them to stop. It was a really weird kind of um, way of, of doing it. So it was a, it was a, you know, a real half-assed kind of, you know, trying to protect your partner kind of thing. Um, uh, and you know, I, I, I do have a, um, a soft spot for for Skull Von Crush. I don't know what it is, but you know when he does his his kung fu style moves, which just don't go with the character and don't go with anything that he is, was, or will be. But um, yeah, I have a soft spot for it. Yeah, I mean, he's one of these. I mean, you see a few, didn't you? Where you kind of think, man, these guys they they sort of fit in, but they just never really sort of burst into the next stage. I don't know if it's because they were picked up. Because I know that um, he goes into WCW, yep. so I'm not sure if it's maybe it's because they were picked up and they weren't really ECW plans, but there wasn't sort of like proper contracts in place, just like rolling contracts or something. So they were sort of swooped and taken. There's a couple you just think, oh wow, that's a shame. And he's sort of one of them because he sort of he sort well, of he bounces next... around forever, doesn't he? Because he's he's big veto in everything. So he's yeah. about to be repackaged. Um, so, you know, I, I think we're going to see a decent amount of him. Um, but yeah, it's just of... a very weird... Yeah, he just sort of nestles in the background, but everything he does is like pretty decent. Yeah, and it's just this so... very weird kind of you know, leader of the new generation. What's that? No one knows. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so basically Sid's um, 
just just comes out and basically just just sort of absolutely destroys them. I know, you know, you could say ECW smaller crowds and a smaller company, but I I think that Sid at this point you look like he's absolutely fucking loving life. Yeah, this is the kind of way that you feel like he would want to be booked in every company. Yeah, I mean, you know, he 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 walks out, the crowd go crazy. He he rants and raves. He walks to the ring. He he smashes people around. He goes back. Yeah, um, really there's well nothing. Exam. Yeah, there's 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 nothing, you know, overly special about it. There's nothing overly magic in the way he's done it. Um, but yeah, but, um, he does it. He does it well. That's the thing because obviously he's WCW bound. And I'm guessing that's soon. So um, yeah, I guess we'll find out how that sort of plays out as well. But um, it's crazy. Again, like you said, there's, there's a lot, a lot of people leaving this year. I, I was kind of sitting there looking at the show, trying to work different bits out. It's mental how much must be the next couple of months. Cause it's going to be like Douglas, Sid, like yeah. um, later in the year, Taz's, Dudley Boys. There's a lot. So... Um, also a lot of people coming through and returning that's great um photo highlights of rvd versus jerry lynn from living dangerously a ridiculously good match jay's match pick last week yeah it was quite good i saw a thing on social media that said it was quite good <laughs> so something on instagram put... said it was a, it was you know worth checking out um our underscore sports arena that was it oh, it was there yeah. yeah it's a good account man do a lot of ecw stuff yeah uh, so we get that. Then we get our first proper match, I guess. We get to Jerry versus Little Guido. The main sort of head scratch of this is we found out at the pay-per-view that the FBI had sort of split up. Well, something that we hadn't seen. We now jump here and the FBI <laughs> are once again back together. And I was sitting to myself thinking, is this the match they split up in and we've only just seen it? And they're pretending like it's sort of new and really it's old. And it all yeah. got a bit of match. And the match itself... I, I, it's fine. Uh, nothing I think was spectacular, but it's kind of just a solid match you'd expect these two to have. But um, it was, yeah. it was, it was a. I mean, it was a very, very solid match. Um, a good combination of styles. Love the fact that we're seeing Tajiri and Super Crazy with different people. Um, Tajiri's interesting. You can see him coming out a little bit. So you know, there's a little bit kind of your 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 you know very typical white meat baby face kind of guy on it however there is a little bit of an edge coming through you know flipping the, the middle fingers and you know starting to get a little bit more of those buzzsaw kicks coming in and and some of that um but yeah i mean i'm assuming this is recorded before the pay-per-view and then shown after the pay-per-view which is why the simmering tensions have and, and, and you know, Jade Styles kind of tries to play it off in commentary of like, oh, they always seem to fight and then they always seem to make up. Um, except this time. Uh, so it's just very weird. And I, and I know this is skipping ahead a little bit, but by the end of the two episodes we're watching here, I've moved from, I feel they should have given us more about the FBI breaking up to, Please don't give us any more about the FBI breaking. Up. <laughs> I think that's a, a more than fair assessment of everything that sort of happens in the next sort of couple. It's um, yeah, like I said, it's just it's just really 
really sort of bizarro how this is handled. Um, so I um I, I I watched this match and I was I was loving how Tajiri's coming on and you know getting involved in stuff and um you know the crowd behind him and he's he's you know really kind of starting to to, to really kind of um catch on and we know what he becomes and it made me think and it made me think about a question that I have for you oh. who do you think the greatest Japanese import for ECW was. Now, off the top of my head, I narrowed it down to three. So I think Tajiri's in the conversation. I think Tanaka's in the conversation. And I'd include Mike Awesome because they obviously stole him from FMW. Okay. But, um, I mean, Hayabusa, wow. but he was only in there for a shot. Yeah, Hayabusa um, and um, that, no. Because they, they literally just turn up for Heat Wave. So it's an amazing match, but that's, that's all yeah. they... Sasuke has done bits. No, he lost too many and got demasked. I mean, he, he did set old uh, Credible on a, a hell of a run, though. Um, oh, it's hard. I mean, Masato Tanaka and Tajiri have to be the main two. Tajiri, I think, has to be the ultimate standout. But Masato Tanaka... Um, won the world title. Yeah, I mean, I, before his his injury and, and visa problems that he seems to be having at the moment. Um, well, that's what I was going to say. Was on fire. Tajiri obviously is, is, you know, in, but he seems, he feels a lot more constant. Whereas yeah. Tanaka just feels stop start. Like we've we've had him since. He he fought awesome a couple of years ago. It stops start. He'll turn up. They'll both disappear. He'll come back. I understand he's working for other promotions, but it all feels a lot more sort of stop starty. So I, I would say to Jury, I would yeah. say from his, his early constant amazing matches to his transformation when he gets the sort of black trousers to then TV champion, then tag team champion. With Mikey, I think throughout he's just done. Yeah, he becomes just such a frequent on everything. Yeah, and I think he's more iconic for ECW. Mm. Um, to the point where Tajiri's got a, an ECW action figure, and and Tanaka doesn't. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, as you said, you know, in regards to championships and things like that, uh, you know, Tanaka holds the heavyweight championship and and Tajiri doesn't. So, yeah, that's why I thought it was an interesting question. That is a really interesting question because, like I said, even like you kind of almost naturally forget some of them as well. Yeah. In a, in a weird way. So And, um, and also, I found myself kind of um, thinking about others. So, you know, you, you, you could include... Um, for instance, Benoit in that because obviously he was Pegasus kid and uh, Eddie came over from Japan, so he was there. Uh, Jericho, I went to include and then realized he came from Mexico and not Japan. Um, it's just you know, he's synonymous with, with Japan now in this point of his career, so yeah. it, it is interesting. They, they always had a very good pipeline, um, but yeah, just, just interesting yeah, no, really, to think about really who would be the. Well, because you could have even gone like um, Ferdinand and the Fawn, 
Doctor Death. They all came from like all Japan and all that, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. So there is like there is a big. But I was saying, yeah, Tajiri. I think it's got to be the constant. I think everything achieved. Obviously, you know, but he did get the TV title and he did get the um, tag team titles a few times. I think so. Yeah. And ridiculous match after ridiculous match. When um, Tanaka just kind of got stuck in this never-ending feud with Mike Awesome. And and the Dudleys and Balls Mahoney. Yeah, but mostly, I was going to say, the thing is, mostly it's Mike Awesome, isn't it? I mean, I know we've seen a few different TV matches, but it's, I'd say, 85% of his matches in ECW against Mike Awesome. Or so it feels yes. at this point. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the thing. I think that's the the conversation, isn't it? Um, and I think I, I I do think the growth of Tajiri from you know who we see now and and also what we're seeing him become already into the long leather pants, you know, the sinister minister stuff. Um, oh yeah, you know, it, it does become something so very different. Um, and that's before you include, you know, uh, you know. Obviously, that's not taking into account what he then goes off and does in WWE and beyond. Um, just the growth, yeah. I think that's a good shout. Yeah, no, I think it's a great question. No, it's, um, yeah. Um, just to distract from, there's not much going on 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 the, these episodes, so I was pondering well. other things. Uh, we get photo highlights of the jury versus Super Crazy again. Amazing match. Spoke about it. Last week, we then get another super crazy match as he goes one on one with Del Norte. Yes. Um, um, yeah. Referenced that, um, you know, this feud he's been having and trading wins with Tajiri. Yeah. Um, they, they say the feud is over. Um, we shall see. Um, Super crazy is an interesting one because it was I was watching this match that I think I realised that super crazy infuriates the fuck out of me. Yeah, um, he does brilliant stuff, brilliant spots, and then you know whilst selling from the fact that you know there's been a uh, a top rope plancher and he's wiped out and all the rest of it, he'll stop and talk to the camera because he likes someone's hat. Um, and it's just there's there's no sense of psychology with him. It's yeah. it's an out and out spot monkey thing. Nothing sells, nothing matters, and you know he'll 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 take this huge spill, and you know he should be outside selling, and is just pandering to the crowd and wandering around and and laughing and joking and and all the rest of it. And it was just so sodding annoying it just took me out of the match time and time again yeah no I, I get that I mean um, it's just kind of um, yeah it's just hard because you want them sort of involved with different matches but again they seem they, they seem to be caught in this same try, uh, same sort of circle of people just fighting all the time yeah you know, but I know they, they do move on and I understand why because they're only given an hour. And if you're new to the product, this is a ridiculously good match where you'd be like, Holy shit, I need, I need more of this. You know, and, so, I mean, again, what we're seeing them do, which which they moved away from for a little while and they're getting back to, is the 
if you want your blood and guts, then here's your match. And if you want your technical, then here's your match. And if you want your, you know, more kind of mainstream style, American style, then here's your match. Um, so between all of us, we got you. Um, and that was always one of the most amazing things about, you know, ECW was, you know, trying to catch your breath from, holy shit, there was an amazing tag match and holy shit, there was an amazing, uh, you know, international style match and holy shit, that was a work great match and holy shit, that was a hardcore match and holy shit and holy shit and holy shit. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it's so interesting how the the different dance partners and just their mood on, again, you know, it was just, they, they seem to be missing an agent. Someone who turns around and goes, what the fuck? You know, what the fuck are you doing? just kind of, you know, mooching around, not selling anything, um, you know, just, just look distracted for the entire time you're out there. So it's just this weirdness still. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I mean, it's, yeah. Just, yeah, with it already. It's just... Can you envision a world where um, uh, Antifa, Antifa, Del Norte, I think it was. Yeah. Um, is the super crazy instead of super crazy? Because, I mean, he's not a bad luchador. We've seen him do some good matches. Um, he doesn't catch on like super crazy does, obviously. Um, um, no, I mean, obviously, I think they brought the free in, I guess, to try and to do something. But yeah, Sank about him just doesn't, he doesn't feel like super luchery in the same way, even though he's, he's a great wrestler. But for some reason, I just, I don't know whether it's, again, with a lot of these, it's so hard because no matter what we say about watching the TV, it's hard to see Tajiri as anything but what he becomes and sort of same with crazy. And this, this guy was the, yeah does fade or disappear or do whatever he does. So it's so much harder to see him as anything rather than what he sort of is and does. Yeah, and it just, he seemed to kind of get saddled with kind of, you know, the the good hand and the jobber. Yeah, the other one. And never really move. Yeah, he just always was the other one, wasn't he? Yeah. And it would have just been really interesting, I think, if he'd... um, you know, if he'd, he'd been given a little bit of the break, like, like super crazy had, you know, if, if, if Tajiri had walked in and had a series of matches with him instead of super crazy. Yeah. Which could have easily happened. Yeah. I mean, what, just a weird kind of like, well, what that would, what would have that done? What would that have been looking like? Yeah, no, I think you're, you're massively right. But again, that's ECW in the whole, isn't it? Everything comes down to um, like moments. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll probably like get to it in a bit and everything, but you know, and they've sort of shown highlights of it. It's touched on later on, but what would what would Jerry Lynn be without the Living Dangerously match? Yeah, and it's it's not a, a knock on Jerry Lynn. You know, he was always sort of there and. Well, I mean, it was and... it was a year ago almost that they were saying about he's been wasted everywhere and probably here as well. Um, That's the thing. It's just but, but they sort of said this but did nothing about it. Like, I don't. Yeah. 
don't know why he even got the match with RVD at the pay per view, but he did, and it turned out to be um, probably the best on the back of the match with on the back of the match with Sabu. Yeah, and he's got a little bit of um, momentum now, and he's got some eyes, and yeah, you know, his title run spoilers um, would never have happened if if that had not worked that way. Just a really weird. And like I said, that's that's what ECW really was. ECW was um, all about reactions to moments, mm. more more than any other promotion. Like WWE would totally, still now, if a fan gets over a, a wrestler even gets over organically, they they're kind of almost like frowned upon, and it's all a hindrance. You know, or like they they so over the top with it. That they, yeah, like, they they kill it dead. Yeah, like Eddie to a point. Yep. I mean, it, it just they didn't want to. You could tell they didn't really want to sort of push him. They just couldn't deny that this guy was so amazing. Daniel Bryan. Yep. Um, Rusev Day to a point. And this yep. goes on of how, but ECW is the other way. So if it gets good reaction, it's like fuck it. You're out there the next night doing the same thing again. Nine one one. Prime example. He was trashed, but. Such a great reaction, you couldn't deny it. Yeah, you know he's involved. So, um, basically, yeah, if he had had the better match with Tajiri and got the standard ovation, all this, that could have easily been the best of series. So, I mean, interestingly, the um, uh, Joey Styles announces that uh, Super Crazy in winning this match continues his winning streak. Yeah, I don't know if you can class it as winning streak. He's been trading victories. With Tajiri for the longest time now. What's his winning streak? Two. I was going to say it's two. I think, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I guess technically that's a streak. I mean, not quite Goldberg, but he's 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 there, giving it a go, isn't he? Absolutely. Um, crazy. Yes. So crazy. crazy. Up the win. We now have Jasmine Saint Clair basically taking over from. Sunny with these promos where she's sort of just in position saying, Hey, I'm going to live dangerously. And basically, what Tammy was doing before, now she's doing. Yep. Um, so that's fine. Basically, get the pay per view thing with her coming out, um, saying that she's extreme wrestler. Francine coming out, hitting her with the stunner. Again, we discussed it last week. It's all from the pay per view. We get photo highlights of Shane Douglas, Tommy Dreamer versus Justin Incredible and Lance Storm from Living Dangerously. And we get shown the beautiful new ECW magazine. So um, the, the, the weird thing about the Jasmine Sinclair stuff for me is Joey, St- and I know that she's, you know, she's meant to be a heel. She's out there with, with Mr. Wright and blah, blah, blah. And she's, you know, declaring herself the queen of extreme. And we know that's Francine because we told Francine she was queen of extreme about three weeks ago so you know how dare you um but joey styles you know basically looks to slut shame and bury jasmine sinclair um as if her being a porn star isn't what's brought her and eyes to ecw it's just a very weird kind of like you know Jokes, 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 and you're kind of sitting there going, "Well, well, yeah, but 
I, I don't think she's hidden the fact that she's a, a, a porn star. So no, it's I just mean, this very weird kind of thing. And I know it's about, you know, her being a heel, but it just, it struck me as really strange that it was this was kind of like, you know, well, and she sleeps with lots of guys. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's kind of exactly the reason you've brought her in, isn't it? The same reason you brought in sort of Jenna Jameson as well. It's yeah, just a highlight but Jenna this... Jameson was was treated in this kind of reverence, and she wasn't a face. Yeah, but she was treated in this reverence of like it's Jenna Jameson, and because it's Jasmine Sinclair, they're like, whore. But hold on. Yeah, but it's, so it's yeah, it was really whole... weird. It's like the greatest cat fight ever. Okay, maybe not. Why? Why are you burying your own shit? I don't understand. If you if you don't think it's a great segment, don't build it up as the greatest cat fight ever. And also, she's she's a non wrestler. Like Carson Slack. Yeah. You know, she she's coming because you know you're extreme. She's extreme. Both to an adult audience. I mean, you, you brought her in for a reason. Yeah, so and just... and if you know if you've got a non wrestler coming in who needs to take a bump, and you're not sure if she's going to be able to take a bump, the simple answer is make the bump as simple as possible. You could have done the the old cat fight, you know, you you push her to the ground and you roll around, and everyone would have been happy. You didn't have to try and t- teach her how to sell a stunner. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was um, it was rough. But they have got a magazine coming out. They have, and, oh. and it's it's beautiful. It the is best the mag- on the market. The magazine bit didn't piss me off this week, but it did piss me off the next episode. Yep. Um, just basically because it's it's no sort of spoiler or anything. You know, basically because in the next episode he goes on about, oh, we're not paid to advertise this magazine. We just think it's like a great magazine, so we're telling people about it. And you sort of sit there and think, it's your fucking magazine. Which is nice. I mean, it's nice that as a public service, they've just said, hey, you know, we were walking past. We found this magazine. We were out at Smith's, you know, Euston Station. We were hanging out. Oh, no, it's, uh, but do you know what I mean? No, it's this there. jumped out, and, and it turns out it's great. So we think you should see it. Yeah, 100% understand sort of what they're saying. But like, no, you know. Yeah. It's just um, very weird. So yeah, I had that magazine plug. Um, Taz Sabu highlights from Never Dangerous. The show ends, which takes us to the fourth of April, nineteen ninety nine. Episode three hundred and ten. Show kicks off with a promo from Robin Dam, Sabu, and Bill Alfonso. Bill Alfonso is pretty pissed off because basically he's killed Sabu a liar. Said that he said he was 70%. Realistically, he was more like faulty with a broken jaw. Um, and they have broken a, teeth, broken yeah, they, various other things. They have a spat and sort of says that he doesn't want to manage him. He's lying. So Sabu walks off. Yeah, he's benched. Yeah. And um, RVD basically says that he's got a new nickname, Mr. PPV RVD. And. Um, Said that he won. Yeah. So yeah, can't go wrong with that. That no, was fine. It was fine. I loved uh, the fact that you know Fonzie was, you know, worked up, was hot, and and you know just 
um, was spent the entire rest of the promo, you know, trying to calm down and getting really cross about the fact that Sabu lied to him and, and you know, he's, he's called his bluff on it. Yeah. Um, have you seen the RVD Chronicles yet? No, not yet. Good watch. Really, um, really, really fun watch. I watched it on Sunday, I think it was. And, um, yeah, it's good. I mean, obviously, they go through everything they, they go into about the Bam Bam stuff and all this, which obviously is relevant because I'm about to talk to you. It's been the, the year sort of thing. They do that. They show um, the match where he breaks his ankle and how that sort of affected him and stuff. And, um, yeah, really, really good. Very, sort of very honest journey from him. So, sir. Very cool. must watch, watch on the network, something. I think. Um, yeah, and like I said, it's highlights of RVD winning the title because it was a year ago that beat Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, years gone fast, obviously, especially for us. But um, what a growth as a guy through to pick up the title yeah. as an upset to basically this guy's the man now. I mean, yeah, um, uh, and, and has made that title mean something quite special. That's it. I mean, um, Shane Douglas does his promos saying about the next franchise in ECW. This guy is the franchise of ECW at the moment. Yes. And there's no debate. He he runs the, the show. He is the show. You you announce RVDs on people watch the episode. Yep. This is just, yeah. Which is why he's everywhere. He's on every single show, even if he's cutting a promo. Um, you know, they, 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 they want him on every single show and you can understand why he is entertaining in the ring. He is, he is entertaining on the mic. He is entertaining in every capacity. You know, they want him on every single show and you can absolutely understand why. Um, Oh, massively. So we get all that. Um, We then, in a bit that made me emotional and nearly cried, they showed us, the match that happened before the pay-per-view. Finally, we said, said every pay-per-view, this should be on the show after and all this. Yep. And um, yeah, for the first time, Daddy Doran and Roadkill versus Supernova and Chris Chetty joined in progress from the pay-per-view. And for a TV, I, I thought how refreshing this was because, you know, ignoring the fact it's a great match, that you've got a pay-per-view crowd, so it's just, it's so, like... Electric, yeah. The, the difference is night and day through some of the other matches. It really is. And it only makes the product look stronger. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, that's the thing. Why are you not using that? What are you saving it for? Um, so it, it's, it's absolutely right. It's absolutely perfect. Um, solid little match. Um, yeah. Uh, absolutely and it just again reminded me of how much the 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 crowd of the pay-per-view quietened through the show um yeah because they were they were they were good value here and and you can't say that for all of their matches through the um through the thing mm. yeah and no, i agreed but like i said i suppose a card like this is a hard to keep that kind of thing throughout the whole thing. Yeah. You know, we've done it. We've been to like New Japan shows where basically the first couple of matches, no matter what they do, you just, you're losing your head because everything's New Japan. Yeah. First people walking out. Yeah. And by the, by the end, you're slowly getting drained because it's been a lot of hours of just crazy intense matches. 
Um, so that happens. Also, I guess they were sort of together last week, but this is, I guess, when it's the beginning of Nova Chetty. Yeah. Um, sort of I mean, thing, they've, they've, they've kind of sort of come out a couple of times, haven't they? But this yeah, but feels sort of feeling, like... Uh, the feeling like they're yeah. pairing a lot more than what they were now, isn't it? So obviously, we, we're getting that. So that's um, that's really cool. Yep. Um, oh, promo from Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney, basically just taking shots at WWE, saying they've got a hardcore title and they use flower. They don't need a title to be hardcore. They are just hardcore. And you just kind of sit there and think, I just... I understand what you're saying, but you don't need to. Don't need uh, yeah, to I mean, this is, this is a standard ECW thing at the moment of like everyone's trying to copy us and we're the originals and we're better and blah, blah, blah. And I get it. And you're not wrong. But, you know, you're not you're not making yourself any stronger by, by you know, bringing attention to what the others are doing. So stop it, please. Um, and it is, it's just kind of like, you know, I... I I don't know what you want me to say to this. Yeah, you're right. Um, what would you like me to say? Um, if you're watching this, you're in agreement. If you're not yeah. watching this, you're, you're, there's nothing to it. So I know, again, it's that kind of like them versus us style, you know, thing that they're trying, that they've always, you know, tried to build. But, you know, you're talking to your own people. So it's all a little bit weird that this is your promo. And it's that point of like, you know, we're not going to drop a headlock and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You are, though. You know, we've, we've seen that. We've, we've seen that a lot. It is. I find it weird because you're at the stage where the hardcore champs at this point would have been Mick Foley. You know, it would have been like Al Snows. And you kind of sit there and think, these are like ECW guys, you know. It gets a little bit wild, obviously, once you sort of, you know, get like sort of Crash Hollies, even though they did an amazing job and turn it into his own and sort of like Headbangers and Mean Street Posse and it becomes like a flippy flop title with a 24 yeah. sort of seven rule. But at this point, it's, like I said, it's, it's going to be like Mankind and that lot, surely. Yeah. And and is going to go a bit cray cray in all sorts of ways, isn't it? So yeah. yeah so I don't know, but um, yeah, they say that. I understand why they're doing it because it must be hard. They're getting poached left, right, and center, and their ideas are getting poached left, right, and center. Absolutely, you know, it's it's it's. And like I said you you go back and watch it. You do realize that you know they were they were the biggest sort of victim of the Monday Night Wars because they were they were the in-between one where we can't steal talent from WCW but there's this really cool place over here that we could raise and that's what they were both doing at the moment and it's um, yeah no it's shitty I mean, it's, it's a lot more sort of noticeable going back than you kind of realise like you said there's, there's batches in there where everything just yeah. sort of goes um, Joe Styles excited to announce the Pulp Fiction promos are back, run for him quickly. Shane Douglas and Francine basically he doesn't have to like Dreamer to have him as partner. It's pretty much the nutshell of it. Uh, super crazy. I think just spoke Mexican, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. 
Um, what do you think of the Dudley boys and Carino? Um, so sign guys, Dudley spoke. Yeah. That confused me. Um, but you know, fair enough. Um, I, 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 uh, I'm enough. I'm a fan of anything that gives Carino a bit more stuff to do. Um, the Dudleys being this whole kind of, there's no one left to beat. We're bored. So we're just going to take people out for money is a weird flex. Um, so I struggle with that a little bit in a whole kind of like, I don't quite get what that is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's more Steve Carino and it's Steve Carino getting to, to talk and to, you know, get a little bit more kind of repetitions in, isn't it? And stuff like that, which is good. Um, and I, I liked the fact that it was him paying for a receipt after the, the pay-per-view. Um, you know, again, only watching the pay-per-views, we never saw the fact that, that Carino kind of, you know, managed to get some sort of semblance of revenge for it. Um, so yeah, it was. I, I, I'm on the fence. I think I'm on the uh, on the shelf a little bit. On the fence a little bit about it. Yeah, no, I was the same. Like I said, I, I was excited to have um sort of Crino on there, but on the same level, I do kind of sit there and think. But you know, what, I guess it's just building the character and keeping the Dudleys sort of there or thereabouts. But um, yeah, I'm sure they'll be in the title mix within the next two weeks. Uh, uh, Danny Dorian and Roadkill, Jerry Lynn. Um, yeah, Jerry does his old um, death metal roar. Uh, Daddy Boys attacking Axel and Balls. I mean, there's enough going on. I mean, it's kind of, it, like I say, it's the Pulp Fiction thing. There's just a whole bunch of bits. Lance Storm, just incredible. Uh, leading up to a match between Tommy Dreamer and Lance Storm. Yep. Um, again, it just continues the story. It's sort of a match, but isn't actually a match because it just ends up with Douglas and Just Incredible running out. But it makes sense. Yeah. You know, they're keeping the feud going. They're keeping the feud alive. So I have no issues with that whatsoever. It makes perfect sense to keep that going. Uh, Continuing to simmer the tensions between Storm and and credible which is which is cool because you know they're just like you know can they get along kind of thing exactly um and then we got jerry lynn versus tracy smothers which in, until things started to happen in the match i did sort of sit and think nothing against these two great workers but why is this our main event yeah um but yeah, basically, it didn't take long before RVD came out, RVD staring. Um, Sabu came out and just basically just started putting fuckers through tables <coughs> and just sort of had his own little thing beating up sort of Tommy Rich while um, Jerry Lynn and RVD kind of just stared off. Yep. So, and I think yeah. Guido and Smothers are fighting up the ramp. Yeah, and, and Sal's out there to do something. We're not quite sure what. Um, it was all very 
strange. Yeah. Um, the weirdest kind of setup, the weirdest kind of quite unnatural kind of like, you know, oh, and suddenly everyone's out and they're fighting um, kind of flex. It was, yeah, it was just a weird kind of setup. Yeah, no, it was really strange. Like I said, um, I understand they keep it going. I, I feel with this that they've kind of confused him because I feel like they've kind of they've landed on a feud rather than um, sort of setting up this. Yeah, feud. and they, they sort of almost confuse themselves in the sense where they're like, right, we've got this feud. These guys do amazing matches. How are we going to get this over the line? How are we going to keep this going to the next pay per view? <clears throat> and that, that sort of feels like where they're at from my sort of standpoint. Yeah, and I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair um, assessment of it. It's it's a it's a very weird kind of um, uh, playthrough and and. You know, to to then have that on top of the um, fairly ridiculous FBI breakup, yeah. Um, yeah, just all feels really weirdly placed. Um, but you know, it it, it moves us forward a bit. Well, that's the thing, but it's, it's better than them. Yeah, having a match straight away. So it's it, it is like the better way of doing it. it. It's just all sort of just crazy and hard how to um, get there really. But I understand yeah. what they're doing because it, it is awkward. They've got this amazing match, which they know the rematch. You know, is money, so they can't put it on TV. Because if you put it on TV, you can't really give them the time they deserve, and you don't want to give it away for free. Because you know, if you can hold up to your next pay per view, it's a super anticipated rematch. Yeah. So, yeah, they're trying to keep them in with each other and keep the story alive, but also it's hard because the next pay per view is probably not going to be for a couple of months now. So, I I get it. I massively get where they're at, and um, yeah, that brings us to the the end of the episode. I think the most important thing is. Jay, what was your match pick of the week? Um, I not a huge amount to choose from uh, in this one, um, but I'm going to go with the match that uh, I enjoyed, which was um, uh, Tajiri versus Little Guido. Um, yeah, you know, good good work rate match, good uh, combination between the two. Very nice to see Tajiri with other people. As I said, I enjoy the, the, the Tajiri character starting to emerge. So, you know, we saw a few more buzzsaw kicks. We saw, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the fingers, the middle fingers up and all the rest of it. So it's all, um, it, it, it was a good, um, solid enough match, uh, I think. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's my recommendation for the week. Yeah, I think it's a, a great choice. Um, people go, Check that out on the network if you are able to, because the network is a weird place depending where you are. 
Um, if you want to get involved with everything extreme, check us out at underscore sports arena on Twitter or Instagram. Tag us in anything ECW. We'll post it in our story. We'll probably comment. We're loving all the action figures and that that you're doing extreme tagging in. Um, all the pay-per-views, memories, tagging us and that on Twitter. We're loving all that. So keep it coming because, um, yeah, we love to reminisce about this stuff. It's a great time. Um, really is. Hopefully it picks up a bit more next week. It's got to, right? We've always said that they have a little bit of a pay-per-view hangover. Um, and this week is is a pay-per-view hangover. But I know um, a couple of people who may or might not need gimmicks could be returning very shortly. Yeah, I, so, I, I'm hoping he's uh, solo. We'll see how that sort of phases out. So, yeah, um, yeah, come back next week for more extreme rewinds. Oh, that's me, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I need to start thinking about when I when I can't do this anymore. But until then, cut the fucking podcast. There we go. <laughs>